Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Recently, ICE shocked the industry with the announcement that they wanted to acquire their rival, Black Knight, for $13 billion. This move just underlines the importance of tech companies right now in this low-volume environment, as they do all they can to help lenders, servicers, and other companies find efficiencies. Reporter Connie Kim is my guest today, and she's been covering recent releases, earnings, and more to keep us updated on the latest news in tech. Connie, welcome to the podcast. This is a treat. This is your first time on Housing Wire Daily, and we're really happy to have you and would love to kind of um, have you introduce yourself to our audience. Yeah, thanks for having me, Sarah. Um, I'm new to Housing Wire. I started out as a mortgage reporter in April, um, but prior to that, I was covering real estate at The Real Deal, and I kind of made it made that um, transition to business journalism um, at Columbia Journalism School. Um, before that, I was mainly focused on reporting on international politics at Voice of America and at a South Korea broadcasting channel called Arirang TV. So I'm really excited to be here and hope to bring you a lot of insight about the recent technologies that I've been covering over the past couple months. Well, Connie, we're so happy to have you, and uh, we've really appreciated your reporting so far. Glad to have you on the podcast. Let's start talking about one of the biggest stories you've covered over the last couple of weeks, and and that was the fact that ICE uh, announced that they want to buy their um, rival, Black Knight, for $13 billion. Yeah, exactly. It was a major news in the industry because they're the two biggest suppliers of mortgage loan origination software. And it's really the latest example of consolidation in the mortgage industry that's coming off of banner years in the pandemic. Um, Some of you might know, but it was actually rumored last month um, that ICE Mortgage Technology was planning to acquire Black Knight. And when that news first broke, analysts had told HousingWire that the acquisition was kind of like a really opportunistic move in the down market. Um, you know, as you know, Black Knight is a leader in the servicing software market, taking about, about taking up about 56% of the market share. And ICE is mostly focused on tech solutions for originators, thus becoming a dominant player in the industry if this acquisition really happens. So um, what we know so far about the news is that both companies' board of directors had already approved the transaction. And um, the deal isn't expected to happen until the first half of 2023, but not everyone's so sure that the deal is going to get approved because there's a lot of talk about how it's going to hurt competition in the mortgage tech solutions uh, market. I mean, Black Knight, obviously huge, and they both have loan origination systems that are sort of the leaders in this industry. So you have ICE Encompass versus Black Knight Empower. And that was one of the things that was raised as a potential problem area is the fact that these two solutions particularly compete head to head. And so putting them under the same company might raise some questions. Yeah, so exactly. Um, So executives from both sides said businesses are going to be complementary. ICE focuses on tech solutions for originators, and Black Knight is actually focused on servicers and the secondary market. So if we look at some of the numbers, more than half of Black Knight's revenue in the first quarter this year came from uh, the servicing software, and 30% um, of its revenue came from the origination software. Now, um, if we look at ICE, 
they have been focused on increasing its loan origination offering over the last four years. Um, you briefly mentioned it, but um, they acquired LMA um, from Thomas Bravo for about $11 billion dollars. Um, in 2020, and then Ellie Mae brought in Compass, which analysts say is a loan origination system leader in the country. So we'll have to see how this transaction pans out and how the antitrust issue actually gets addressed um, by the boards. Yeah, that's not clear. We'll have to see what that looks like. They definitely do have different technologies, but they then there is that overlap. And just the size of both of them is, is pretty impressive. So we'll be keeping a, a close eye on that, of course. Um, one of the other recent stories, um, you know, we just had earnings season. Uh, we had companies reporting, and one of those companies was Blend. Tell us a little bit um, about that. I thought it was interesting because the headline on that one was like, we plan to outperform the decline in origination volume. So just like everyone, they're like, listen, it's not like you know, refi is dead. And, um, and even though the origination volume is so much lower this year, they still feel like uh, they have a great chance to, to get market share. So tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, so they did report a loss in the first quarter, but they're pointing to the performance of its mortgage banking and title sectors as a positive sign for 2022. So what they're trying to do is while they're focusing on the origination market as well, they're going to diversify their products and really invest in their software technology in the long term. So um, listening to their earnings call, their CEO said, you know, they had higher than expected results, which primarily came from the better than expected blend platform performance with the mortgage and consumer banking marketplace and lower than expected year on year decline in Title 365 revenue for the period. Now, uh, if we just take a look at the numbers, their revenue actually rose to $71.5 million, and it was mainly driven by its Title 365, which raked up about $38.7 million um, in the first three months of this year. Its consumer banking and marketplace revenue rose to $7.2 million in quarter one. Um, now, I thought that Title 365 portion was just really incredible. I mean, we've been talking about uh, people investing in title and what that looks like. And so very, very interesting to see that. And then one of the reasons that Blend is very uh, bullish on what they're going to be able to do this year, even with the shrinking volume, is that their mortgage banking revenue dropped 7% year over year, but that's contrasted with the 44% decline in overall industry origination volume. So they they outperformed there and they feel like they're going to continue to be able to do that, right? Yeah, exactly. Like you mentioned, the mortgage banking revenue dropped, but the company really expects the mortgage origination volume to drop um, about 41% in whole um, this year, which is actually an increase in the origination volume decline of 35% from its previous earnings. So it's kind of in line with the whole mortgage market where the whole um, mortgage origination volume will drop. Um, but at the same time, um, they're going to adjust cost structures and they're going to continue um, investing on long-term growth, investing in fully integrated software, delivering consumer banking products, and really building a platform that powers the end-to-end value chain and home ownership. When we saw them in April, they laid off uh, 200 positions, which is 10% of uh, you know the company's workforce. But that really just means like they're they've right-sized. And that's what we're seeing with across the board with different kinds of companies. It's like 
you know, with this drop in originations, you just don't need as many people. That's just the truth. And so we've seen layoffs or, you know, voluntary buyouts. And, um, you know, th- what that means to me is is that's really unfortunate for people who are laid off. It, it's a sign that the company is really right-sizing um, their costs and, and getting them back in line. Mm-hmm, exactly. And like you said, I mean, yeah, and they're trying to adjust their cost structures, like you said, and that um, layoff was is primarily going to be um, coming within 365. And with the layoff, the company is now expecting to save about $35 million and expects to see the cost benefits from the layoffs in the second half of the year. So we'll have to see um, exactly how the cost structures actually get incorporated into their earnings um, in the second quarter. You've reported on different other uh, companies' earnings, including Home Depot. You looked at HomePoint. What other companies stand out to you as far as the earnings coverage? I think it was interesting overall. Um, a lot of the companies that actually reported a net profit is because they actually sold a lot of their mortgage servicing rights and their focus on servicing portfolio have actually um, outperformed the loss in the mortgage origination volume. So I think we're going to continue to see this trend continue and we're definitely going to see a lot of layoffs because the whole market is kind of adjusting to the shrinking of the mortgage um, origination market. So um, I think this will continue to be the trend in contrast to the previous years of the pandemic. Yeah, I do think that's really interesting. As as uh, interest rates rise, you know, the refi has just dropped through the floor. I mean, and we all knew that was coming. It's really interesting to look at the tech companies. We know that like they're more important than ever right now. If if uh, lenders, servicers, you know, different other companies in the real estate mortgage space are facing these kinds of um, you know, lower volume, less less margins, like they've got to really figure out the efficiency part, which is what the tech solution companies are trying to help them do, like a blend, like ice, like Black Knight. Um, you also reported recently on Optimal Blue. So tell us about that, which I believe is also a Black Knight company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So Optimal Blue, um, they released a new pricing feature that provides up-to-date rates on its cloud-based loan servicing platform. And like you said, um, these features are really supposed to help the um, borrowers, the lenders, and the consumers to really speed up the loan processing procedure. So Optimal Blue's Quick Quote is a feature that was added to Loan Sifter. Um, Optimal Blue's product pricing and eligibility engine, and it enables brokers to make accurate code offers for products available to consumers. Now, the Loan Sifter PPE is a component of Black Knight's suite of integrated solutions for brokers, which supports searches across more than 120 wholesale investors. Now, what's interesting about this feature is that the whole premise of this new product is that customers are shopping for mortgages online and they expect instant, accurate and consistent information. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, Tell us a little bit about Proppy. Yeah, so Proppy is a real estate blockchain startup. And what they did earlier this month is that they teamed up with Abra, a digital wealth management platform, so that homeowners can secure a home loan using cryptocurrency as collateral. Um, It's really another evidence of the world of mortgage and crypto lending markets um, coming together. Now, how this works is that Consumers can use crypto as collateral to borrow U.S. dollars with flexible repayment terms and interest rates as low as 0%. Now, what's interesting about this partnership is that the idea behind this is that digital asset investments have skyrocketed over the past few years 
but investors are still not able to use their cryptocurrency assets to directly fund purchases like property. Yeah, I mean, really with the <laughs> with the current sell-off in crypto assets, it'll be interesting to, to see if anybody has anything left. I, I'm sure over the long time, it'll, you know, long haul, it'll recover, but it has been a bloodbath for the last uh, little bit. So really interesting on that, but great to, to have those you know, alternatives if, if people have still, you know, that they want to use that. So we, we will see if anybody, uh, you know, is, is using that. But probably did a really interesting thing where they auctioned off an NFT home. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, for an equivalent of $654,000, it was the first NFT house sold in the U.S. Um, in April and probably used Ethereum for auction and the winning bidder used a cryptocurrency Ether. So just to mention some other players tapping into emerging uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency lending markets are LoanSnap and Milo. So LoanSnap, they launched a crypto mortgage program that relies on AI technology, cryptocurrency, and linking a real-world mortgage land to a digital NFT. And uh, Milo, it's a Florida-based mortgage lender that allows borrowers to pledge cryptocurrency to finance up to 100% of the property purchase price. So it's really going to be interesting to see how these um, cryptocurrency markets and the real estate market come together to kind of fuel the housing market. We will definitely be keeping an eye out um, for your reporting and others on these. Um, Connie, thanks so much for joining the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW+, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer-form digital content, the HousingWire magazine, member-exclusive rates to in-person events like HousingWire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.